Hello, fellow rebel capitals. Hope you're well. So article just comes out with Bloomberg or I didn't say that too well, did I? Bloomberg just came out with an article. <laughs> Let's hit the pause button and rewind a little bit here. That's what you get for going live, George. But no, let's check this out where this is not George Gammon, the, the, the economic Alex Jones, <laughs> if you will, the conspiracy theorist, the tinfoil hat guy on YouTube. Now this is Bloomberg mainstream media coming out and saying exactly what we've been talking about on this channel for the last probably six months or so. Let's go over and check out what they are saying. The mighty American consumer is about to hit a wall. Key engine of U.S. growth is poised to sputter in early 2024, according to survey respondents. All these people just happy, just going by Cartier, just bags of just consuming, consuming, consuming. I just love seeing <laughs> Americans. They just, I, it just personifies overconsumption, or at least consuming way more than you actually produce. Article starts off by saying after staving off recession. Oh, no, Josh. Here we go again. I didn't know this article was going to sell. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I promise I won't go off on another tangent here. I went off on a huge tangent in the last story or the last video regarding this exact line, but I'll control myself here. So after staving off a recession for longer than most thought possible, more than half of 526 respondents said that personal consumption, the most important driver of economic growth in the United States, will shrink in early 2024, which will be first quarterly decline since the onset onset of the Cerveza sickness. Another 21% said the reversal will happen even sooner in the last quarter of this year as high borrowing costs eat into household budgets, not just high borrowing costs, but high costs, period. I mean, you guys in the comments on the live stream, let me know what prices you have seen go up. Is it food? Is it rent? Is it insurance? Is it your kid's tuition? Is it all of the above? I think most likely you would say all of the above. And so I want to be clear, it's not just the cost of money, it's the cost of everything that has gone up. And although we have seen disinflation, that doesn't mean that prices aren't substantially higher than they were in 2019. And the key there is that prices have gone up higher than the rates of nominal wage gains. So you have prices here, incomes here. That's a big delta, and that's a big problem. That means purchasing power is less than it was in 2019, and this is why they are running and burning through their, quote-unquote, COVID-era savings at a rapid rate. Again, something we've been talking about this channel nonstop. So here's uh, where they're showing that 56% of the respondents said that the consumer would hit a wall in, in early 2024. But let I think a more important number is basically 75% said that the consumer will hit a wall by early 2024 because 21% said that we hit it in Q4 2023. The finding is at odds with the optimism that's permeated U.S. equity markets for most of the summer as cooling inflation, low unemployment, bolstered hopes for a so-called soft landing or no landing. Should the economy stop growing a scenario that's quite likely if consumer spending contracts, it could mean more downside for stocks, which already have slipped in late July. So a lot of people say, oh no, that's actually good for stocks because that means the Fed would start dropping rates. And we all know that when the Fed drops rates, the stocks go up. No, that's not what happens. That, that, is, that is a huge misconception. 
that I see all the time. Going back, when the Fed is dropping rates, stocks don't go up. Uh, when the Fed stops dropping rates and then the government comes in with spending or something like this, then stocks go up. But as the Fed is dropping rates, stocks are not booming. Why? Because the reason, the catalyst for the Fed dropping rates to begin with is very negative for the stock market. Because usually that's when the crisis is playing out. People think the world is ending. And therefore, no matter what you're doing to rates, stocks are still selling off. And also credit is tightening, which we've been talking about all day today. So here's a quote from Alec Young, who's chief investment strategist at, M at MAP Signals. The likelihood of a soft landing, falling inflation, an end to Fed tightening, peak in interest rates, stable dollars, stable oil prices, all those things help drive the market up. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not going to debate that too much because I don't want to go off on another tangent. They say it's not sustainable. Right now, the U.S. economy appears to be speeding up rather than stalling. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. Rewind here. Right now, the U.S. economy appears to be speeding up rather than stalling. Who? Based on what? <laughs> what? Based on what Joe Biden is saying? Based on what Janet Yellen is saying? Based on what Jerome Powell? I, where are you getting these facts? <laughs> where are you getting this data? What? Growth is forecasted to accept. Okay, so what they're saying is it appears to be speeding up. Why? Well, uh, look, the Fed, they're forecasting growth. That's all the proof you need, all the data required. Unbelievable. Growth is forecasted to accelerate in the third quarter on the back of a recent pickup in household spending, which jumped in July by the most in six months. To some analysts, it looks a bit like a last hurrah. I mean, think about this. The student loan payments, the credit card debt exploding, theft at an all-time high, shoplifting. This is, this is what you see in an accelerating economy? I mean, who are we trying to kid here? This is, look, the reason I get so frustrated with this stuff is if you just gave a presentation to a group of third graders, third graders, for heaven's sakes, and said, Here's what's going on. Shoplifting is at an all-time high. Savings is being depleted at the most rapid rate we've ever seen. The, it, we won't even go into the inversion of the curve. Homelessness, huge problem. All-time highs. We're just going over stuff that, that third graders can get their head around. Buy now, pay here. People are having to borrow money just for groceries. Credit card debt, skyrocketing. And remember, you're presenting to a group of third graders. Okay, guys, based on this, is the economy doing good or bad? Just sit back. What do you think they're going to say? I mean, you could even notch it down to first graders. And they're going to sit there and say, oh, that, that's bad. That's bad. But yet, when you, when you ask someone on Bloomberg or CNBC, they say, oh, well, hey, that, that means the economy is booming. It's just, it's like we're living in some sort of bizarro world. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro 
economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. It could also be the disconnect between asset prices and what's going on in the real world. Yeah, that see, this is a good point. This is a good point because when you're in New York City, when you're on Wall Street, and when you're in CNBC, I mean, that's where their headquarters is. You're surrounded by all these Wall Street types, all the banksters. So when you're going out to dinner, to lunch, you're seeing all these people at your country club. I mean, they're pulling up in their brand new Bentleys and their Rolls Royce and their Lamborghinis and their Aston Martins and all these things. You look around you and you're like, wow, things have got to be great. Yeah. When's the last time you went to Ohio? When's the last time you went into the real world? What happens is that these elite, the people that are, uh, you know, these hedge fund managers, these financial elite types, along with the financial media, they live in this bubble and they just take their private jet just straight over the Midwest. They just take their private jet over all of these other cities going from Los Angeles to New York. And then when they get to LA, they have their limousine, take them straight to Beverly Hills, you know, straight to the four seasons off of Doheny. <laughs> and they don't even look like, oh, I don't want to look around. Uh, yeah, homeless, homeless. Uh. They sit there and freak out. And then they go to the Four Seasons off of Doheny and they pay $30 for a water. And they say, wow, the economy must be booming. And they get right back in their private jet and go back to New York. Bubble, 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 bubble. They're going to all these steakhouses, all the Aston Martin guys on Wall Street getting their bonuses. And they just think that's, well, uh, this is obvious. My gosh, we can't be in recession now. I think that's part of the problem here. I think you hit the nail right on the head, Josh. If these people, like Anna Wong, for heaven's sakes, Bloomberg Economics, when's the last time she hung out in 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 Springfield, Missouri? When's the last time she hung out in Cleveland, for heaven's sakes? Indianapolis, Little Rock, Arkansas. You, you get my point, where there's two different economies. There's two different worlds here. And the elite just are, are living in this bubble of, uh, of affluence and success and asset prices. And so for them, they're just popping bottles, baby. Everything's fantastic. They don't realize for the other 99.9999999999% of Americans, which makes up the U.S. economy, times are tough. The enduring strength of the U.S. job market has propped up the enduring strength of the U.S. job market. Yes, so because everyone has to have 15 part-time jobs, they're like the Jamaicans from In Living Color. Josh, this was way before your time, but believe it or not, there used to be funny things on TV. I know it's hard for you to believe, but it is true. <laughs> there used to be funny TV shows, and one of them was called In Living Color. And they had this skit where it was about this Jamaican family. And the funny thing about the skit is every single one of these Jamaican, everyone, every person in the family, like even the kids, had like 15 jobs. And, so, and that's basically the U.S. economy right now. Every single person has to have 15 jobs, just like in living color, to make ends meet. And therefore, the unemployment rate's low, tight labor market. And again, that's what we're supposed to look at say, oh, look at this booming economy. Everyone's got to have 15 jobs just to put food on the table.
Everyone's got to have all these side hustles. Everyone's got to do Airbnb. Everyone's got to do Uber. Everyone's got to have a bartending gig. Everyone's got to do quiet quitting. So they are working eight hours, but they have 14 jobs and they've just quit the other 13 and they're just getting paid until someone realizes in accounting and stops sending them a paycheck. Very sustainable economic fundamentals, by the way. <laughs> Jeez. They say there are plenty of headwinds looming. The Fed, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco Fed says excess savings that it helped consumers get the price spike will run out in the current quarter. Hmm. Boy, we've heard that somewhere, Josh. I'm not, where have we heard that before? Oh, that's right. On every single one of my videos for the last three months. <laughs> uh, it's increasing. Here's a quote from Thomas Simons, Jeffrey's U.S. economist. There's an increasing issue where the lower end of the income and wealth spectrum is really struggling with accumulated inflation over the last couple of years. Okay, bravo. Finally, someone with their eyes open here. It's, it's just willing to look outside the windows of their private jet. While wealthier Americans are still cushioned by savings and asset appreciation. Boom. Hit the nail on the head. In aggregate, consumers have been able to bend under the weight of heavier prices, but there will be there will come a point where that's no longer feasible. Yeah. Again, savings down, credit card usage up, theft up. I mean, it, it, it's this is not rocket science here. They're saying delinquency on credit cards are rising. Student loans about ready to come due. Tighter credit standards, which is what this chart's all about. Yeah, I think those are the main takeaways. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. And if you want more of the most relevant, important, recent stories, Josh will put a playlist right here. You can check it out. and We'll see you on the next video.